Paco, thank you again, cool. man, for coming on, dude. I really appreciate it. I, it, 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 it means a lot to me, dude. I'm, I'm, I'm not just saying that. Oh, really, dude? Thanks so much. <laughs> that means a lot to me. So there we go. It's, it, it's all mutual. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so let, let me let me start off by by asking this, man. What is the most challenging part of being part of i mean multiple different bands at the same time i know that you that you're that you have your hand in lots of different projects at the moment like what, mm. is, what is the most difficult part of that well uh right now actually i only have uh my project that i'm like really putting my 100 my solo uh but there was a point where yes i did have like um a couple of bands that i was playing with and uh, difficult thing that was back then that must have been about three years ago maybe even a little bit more it was just like setting up shows you know making sure that they didn't um uh, how do you say crash against each other or i didn't book a show when i had to play with the other band right right shit like that you know um but really that was it it's never really been being like a really big problem yeah mm. Mm-hmm. I mean that it just seems like you're juggling so much at one time it's I mean mm-hmm. yeah if anybody and, can do it it's you I know that that's that's just uh, a fact thanks <laughs> yeah I mean there's been a couple of times that I had to do like a double duty I remember with my band Kodima and with Prettiest Eyes uh, uh there were uh, maybe I feel yeah a couple of times that we played the same show and yeah it's tiring it's tiring uh like just having to play twice in a row you know it's yeah <laughs> yeah it was i mean just exhausting at the at the end there mm-hmm. yeah totally <laughs> but but you're not doing that anymore this this no, no no more no no more of that uh right now pretty stice is like kind of taking a little of a break well since the pandemic really and patchy is doing like his solo stuff and it's going great so we're kind of like taking that break but uh, eventually we'll we'll probably start playing again and I can't wait and then 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 that's gonna be I'm gonna have to be juggling my solo stuff and prettiest eyes so, so. You're, you're back at it you're you're, you're back yeah. on the grind there yeah yeah it's exactly. about time yeah about time man it's like I always say it's like medicine you know <laughs> yeah I mean that it, it it seems like um it seems like a good a good problem to have if you're, if, uh-huh. you're, if you're juggling two different things to, has, has that i mean in in the past has that helped kind of uh keep things just running and in fresh like you're constantly surrounded by music yes yes it does feel good it does make me feel like i kind of like um how do you say yeah it does feel like i do I'm doing the right thing, you know? Sometimes if I'm idle for too long, I start getting too much in my head and I start going crazy. But yeah, and I'm used to it. I'm already used to like being super like busy with shit, just even in general, like work and like even going out and meeting friends and stuff, you know, that like takes some, some energy, you know? And I'm always just moving around. So when it's all uh, having to do with music, then it's like, oh, okay, I feel like I'm in the right path or I'm doing the right shit, what I have to be doing. So, yeah. Right. Well, like mm-hmm. Just firing on all cylinders constantly. That's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. <laughs> 
yeah, yeah totally. I, in, in case you didn't know, let me re- reassure you that it is. It's good. Yeah. Uh-huh, I know, right? <laughs> Thank so, you for the reassurance. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I, I know you need it. That's that's basically that's why I had you on here. It's just it's just a pep talk. That's that's what we're gonna be doing here today. Just that's yeah. that's it. No more questions. Just <laughs> that's it. It's just talking about like all the shit that I have to be doing. <laughs> and how good you are at it. <laughs> oh God, thanks. Um, where did where did the, the title One Up come from? And, and is I mean, and for those that that don't know, it's it's your solo album. Is mm-hmm. it? And it, it came out, I mean, relatively recently. Where did, where did that come about? One up, uh, just really, I mean, from video games. I like, I love video games. Uh, it's Video games have been a part of my life since I was a kid. And um, the music as well, I hadn't realized how impact, impacting was the music until later, of course, when I started getting into music, I was like, wow, I really like progressive rock and math rock and all this really complex shit for some reason and then I I'm like start realizing when I really started listening to the music and video games I'm like oh this is all of that and I've been hearing this since I was a kid so makes sense you know and so my first album yeah I wanted to name it something that had to do with video games you know and first you know one up this is your first stock this is your first you know uh, life one up so yeah i wanted to name it that and in hopes also more than anything i put out the album in hopes that someone will hear it and want me to make the soundtrack to their video game (laughs) so atari nintendo get on it i mean come on yeah come on i mean a whole template way gone but yes nintendo i'll do it. whoever no who, whoever <laughs> xbox how about that yes yes yeah sure yeah. i'll take gamecube it. <laughs> gamecube <laughs> i mean so it, so mm-hmm. if you hadn't been um immersed in those sounds as a, as a kid playing video games you think that you would have stumbled across you know as you're saying like progressive rock and math rock and all these different things mm, that's you know that's a hard question because yeah i don't i may i want to say yeah because i feel like yeah my tasting you want to believe that your taste in music just comes from within and it doesn't come from outside sources i guess but i don't know maybe uh i never thought about that no I'm bringing the hard uh, questions here, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is mm. early. This is early on. So, I mean, it only gets yeah. progressively harder. Much like a video <laughs> know, game. Right. This is level one, dude. Yeah, level one. <laughs> totally. Um, yeah, I think I would have had interest in, like, mathy and, pro- in, and progressive rock and music, um, even if it wasn't for video games. I I know it just probably made it easier. And also like in my composition, I was like, you can hear the video game influence really easily. Maybe you wouldn't, I wouldn't have been able to get those influences as quickly. And I mean, you know what? It would have been totally a different thing now that I think about it. Yeah. If I wouldn't have been into video games. Yeah. Maybe just music, but totally different uh, sounds and stuff i'm sure yeah right 
is was there um was there a pivotal moment within just just ra- uh music outside of of video games that you were like wow i'm really i really like this or that or whatever i mean it was was there a, was there a point that you're like oh this is albums that i really like and not just yeah music yeah exactly um yeah well pretty much when i started really getting into music i was like 17 i started kind of late i guess you could say my first keyboard i got it when i was 17 and um i yeah there was a pivoting point exactly that i was like i mean it was the times when i had just like kind of begin exploring like smoking weed and like listening to all this trippy shit like Frank Zappa and and I started diving into like Fela Cootie and, and King Crimson and I was like wow I really like this I really like this music and I like the piano and I'm beginning to learn it and then um, I started playing in a band uh, with Korima and we started really looking for more avant-garde music. And that was when we found out about like uh, Zool, uh, the the um, genre Zool, which is from uh, the band Magma and uh, from France. And they're like from the early seventies, late sixties. Um, and we started listening to them and that was absolutely mind opening it was magma and there was like these japanese bands called GRK, ruins all these other uh, european bands from the 70s and it just like completely flooded me and my drummer and yeah that was the point that i was like oh like this is what i want to be playing i want to be playing like super avant-garde out there stuff you know and 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 that's when I was like, okay, I I I think I'm a musician. I think I wanna like really put my time into this. And so then I started really, I started taking lessons for piano and started and decided to move to LA. And that and it was all because I fell in love with the music from Magma, really, and all the and avant garde and noise and just all that is crazy really and so yeah that was a pivoting moment in my life I must have been like 18 19 and I was like okay yeah this this band changed my life along with all the other bands that have been influenced by it and so yeah that's pretty much that was my pivoting moment yeah so i mean pretty early on you were kind of just really delving in just as as deep as you can go right yeah yeah definitely and this was before like you could find music super easy i mean we had soul sick and like napster where you would have to download some music and shit you know and casa all that but even there, it was hard to find this music. So the, uh, Sergio, is his name, the drummer of uh, Korima, and I were would look online for people who were selling the CDs. Um, and so, yeah, we would look online and we would find some very expensive. And the only way to listen to this music was like to buy it like that and get it sent. And then we would just sit and listen to albums like watching a movie just sit and listen over and over and um 
yeah, it was pretty early on. We so we super dove into it. It was that and free jazz and and also abstract surreal movies. Jodorowsky, David Lynch, and all this shit was also like super influential in like just the love for like yeah the surreal and and the weird <laughs> yeah that i mean that's that, that is really cool that you just totally went into that. it's like this is i found it mm-hmm. relatively early on from i mean just beginning to be interested yeah. in music you found your, your thing that's really cool was yeah there, thing. was there um somebody who was exposing you to this or what did you just kind of stumble across it yourselves um it was pretty much him the sergio he was uh him and i really it was both of us that we were looking for it it was kind of funny since i was younger i had an interest in like for example i remember watching the ring the the first the ring and i was hanging out with a friend whose mom was really christian but she was one of those uh people who um had like a wild past life, you know, they used to like smoke marijuana and go to parties and they were like crazy, you know, and we were watching The Ring and, you know, the actual movie The Ring is like mm. kind of like abstract, it's very abstract, you know, there's a nail going into a finger and then changes scenery and there's like a goat without a leg and it's like and I remember we were watching and I was like, wow, I actually and I mentioned and I said, I like the actual movie from the ring, like the, the thing that they're watching. And and the mom goes like, oh yeah, back in my day, I used to watch movies that were all that. And I was like, oh, really? And I must've been like 16 or something. And really what movies? And then she goes like, yeah, this director, his name was uh, Alejandro Jodorowsky. And then I was like, oh, okay. And I went home and I wrote it down and I was like trying to look for this guy, you know, and I found him and I was like, oh my God, I went to Sergio and I go like, dude, check this shit out. And we dove into it both. And yeah, it was just, it was really both of us, but mostly him because he was, um, he would always be the one who would just like message me and be like, yo. Like, I just found out this new band, this new zoo band that we haven't heard of. And, oh, okay, cool. I'll go over and, and just like, yeah, pretty much. It was a little uh, bit of both, but mostly him, I feel. Yeah, it's yeah. important to, to have people that share that kind of same mindset. They're like, yeah, you know this, but do you know that? And so exactly like, mm-hmm. uh, exposing you to this, this other stuff. Yeah. And it, it's funny yeah. that it goes outside of music for you as well. It's like, I'm into this. I'm into this kind of film, this kind of. It's a kind yeah. of like a whole art dialect yeah. in a way. Yeah, because honestly, like to me, the music that we were listening to was really abstract and surreal. And the films to me were like the perfect harmony of it. Like it's the films are just as crazy and surreal as the music. So it's like hand in hand. And it was just like, yeah like we were getting inspired by both of this of these things very cool mm-hmm. was there um did you always have an idea to make an album like one up kind of revolving around the backdrop of of a video game soundtrack well you know honestly what happened was 
I've always wanted to make a, a, the soundtrack for a video game. It's been always kind of like in the back of my head. And during pandemic, since everything stopped um, and touring with Prettiest Eyes stopped, I was like, okay, I'm going to get down and really learn Ableton and really learn how to make my own music, you know, on the computer. So I did. And I started making my own little tunes. And I was like, I'm really going to aim to make music for games now. Like, that's really what I want to do. And then at the, at the end, honestly, I was not really expecting to release an album. Or I was not really um, thinking about it uh, until Bert, Bert Hoover, you know? Oh, yeah. He, he's, um, and he's been on the podcast. Great guy. Go check out his band. And mm-hmm. I, I feel like you're leading this mock records. Yeah. yeah. Mock records. So uh, I released a single. I had released a single and um, called Tijuana Raceway. And I just released it because, again, I just wanted for someone to hear it and be like, oh, this sounds like video game music. He should make the, the soundtrack to my to my video game or whatever, you know. And he just messages me like, yo, you have any more music like that? Are you thinking of releasing something? I'll release it for you in mock records. And I'm like, oh, okay. I do actually have a bunch of tracks that I've been making over the pandemic. Sure, I'll release it. And so that's how it really came up. Like if it wouldn't have been for him, like asking me, I probably still had the songs here and I'd be like trying to put them in my um repertoire to show like people or, or like to to pitch you know yeah for... try to showcase it like yeah yeah but then it turned out to be an album you know and now then after i released the album people start asking me like hey you want to play a show you want to play live and i'm like fuck i don't have a set I don't have a, a life set, but sure, I'll do it. And, and so I've been just figuring out with what like life has been bringing me, and it's been great, honestly. Like I love now. I'm like music for video games. Now I'm playing a live. Like maybe I'll well, I'll push both. You know, <laughs> right? How was how was that transitional thing for like the first show? Were you like nervous going into it? Like I don't know how this is gonna work. Oh out, my or... god, dude, I was so nervous because i mean i'm pretty new at learning uh, ableton and mixing and all that i'm i'm still it's always a learning experience i'm sure even like the most professional ones will tell you but um yeah i I was like very nervous about the mix i was nervous about everything going up there is such personal music is so like myself and you know and i was like i hope people like it we'll see what happens you know and yes the first show was crazy because i had had just uh i had to have a like an emergency surgery for kidney stones (laughs) the week before that dude and so i was nervous I had I was in pain. I couldn't really move that much. And it was a show at the Echo. Mm-hmm. I was like, wow, my first show at the Echo. Okay. Holy shit. And and then that happened. I had to get that done and all that. 
so I was in pain when I was playing that show and I was also kind of nervous but also at the same time there was like this like oh screw it kind of like vibe that I had that I was like it's my first show I'm like fresh out of surgery if it doesn't go well whatever I have my excuses you know and it actually went great it actually went really good I had like people liked it and I liked it I enjoyed it a lot it was a trip yeah it was great do you feel like the surgery helped you're like all right now I just have to get surgery every time I, I perform a show or else it's not gonna go well <laughs> yeah I know right dude <laughs> I say I mean <laughs> Man, I've been having like surgeries once a year. It's, oh man, it kind of sucks. Yeah, I know. That's horrible. First was a hernia during pandemic, <sighs> and like now it was a kidney stone. And it's like, wow. So really, you turn thirty, and really, just shit goes downhill, huh? <laughs> like, dang it. Yeah, that's that is horrible, man. Yeah, but the okay. show went well, and that's what really matters. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, it went well, and and now I've been getting more invitations to play more from that too. So that's, that's great. That's awesome. Do you, mm -hmm. do you feel like one up has been a departure from what people are used to hearing from from the bands that you've been in? Yeah, I feel like you know, I feel like people were already expecting some video gamey sounding shit from me before they heard like the album I, or anything that I released just because they know my personality and they just know that I like video games and prog rock mathy music um so yes I do think it was like a good it was yeah people were expecting that and um yeah very cool I could, mm -hmm. yeah and did you was it just mostly you or was it all you that 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 uh had a hand in, in or was it just you that made the album it was like 90 percent me um there was towards the end i was super nervous uh because i was just i was hoping that it sounded good and I hit up a, a few of my friends, um, Steve Poloni and uh, George, um, George Fer uh, Fierro, who helped me mix and master. Uh, uh, well, George just mastered the whole album and Steve um, helped me mix a couple of songs. And I was really, towards the end, I was sending him almost all of my mixes to ask him like yo what do you think of this and then he's like oh a little more balance maybe try you know uh, panning a little more or something you know he would give me some good advice and really i learned so much from him like thanks steve like damn he killed it thank and you steve yeah 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 hopefully he watches this <laughs> <laughs> That's, but, that's yeah. that that is that it's really important to i mean if you are venturing off into like a solo thing in in any case um mm -hmm. it's, it's it's very important to have some helping hands in it sometimes it's it's always yeah. it's always good or at least yeah. feedback yeah especially if it's your first your first you know like i was going crazy there were moments that i would think that oh this mix this is good this mix is good and then i'd go to a friend's house and they'd show me some of the stuff that they'd be working on and i'd be like my mix sounds like shit like this this sounds good like how did you do it like help me out like yeah 
who has had the 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 biggest influence on the music that you make today? Mm, today, I mean, it's changed definitely. Magma was like my beginnings and all, you know. But really, to this day, right now, I'd say bands like Yellow Magic Orchestra and um. Hmm. It's Yellow good that magic. it always changes. I mean, it's it's always good to have a revolving door. You don't want. I mean, like there's it's always mm-hmm. obviously people who are you know the roots of it, but it, it it should always be changing. It should always be changing. I mean, we're humans. We're always changing. We're supposed to, you know. Right. Uh, like it would suck if you just get stuck in the same thing, you know. So yeah, I mean, it. It has changed most definitely. So it would be Yellow Magic Orchestra and honestly, just soundtracks from video games. Like I, there was a moment where I was listening nonstop to like Katamari Damashi uh, soundtrack. It's an incredible, it's amazing soundtrack. Oh, also um, this composer, Disaster Piece, um, he's made soundtracks for like the video game uh, Fez, and um, Hyper Light Drifter, and his soundtracks are amazing. And when I was composing, actually, most of uh, One Up, I was listening to him a lot. Um, he's great. He's great. His sounds are so good. He's like, it's like so tasteful what he does. You can tell that he was really trying to connect with the video game that he was making the music for. And I really appreciate that. And so I was, yeah, trying to grab from that a lot. Fantastic. Awesome, awesome. Mm -hmm. When did you join Prettiest Dice? When when did that come about? That came about, that must have been like, geez, that must have been like six years ago, I guess, more or less. So what, 2015, I think? Wow. 2015 2016 around there mm-hmm. um yeah that was i guess that was it 15 i want to say 15 yeah we're gonna say it we're, you're already here folks yeah 2015 2015 <laughs> <laughs> um how did I, how did you end up linking up with those guys how did, how did that come about wow man it's always like magic you know i don't know uh, it was just I was working at this place, uh, Nature Well, in sun, on Sunset uh, in Silver Lake, and um, it was like, it was like a, a whole, uh, uh, how do you say, a hub, a hub mm-hmm. of like, just all these like hip people, you know. It was when all these like the hipsters and all that, but there was like also like some truth to that place though, because that. Like, yes, there was like a lot of pretentious people, but there were also like real artists who would just go there and and it was just everyone was going there. And Pachi and I and uh, I was working there and Pachi ended up getting hired and we started talking a lot, getting super along. And we found out that we had a lot of like music in common and like and uh, same taste in music and we would always be playing like our our music and be like, oh, who's that dude? That's cool, and and just sharing our music at work, you know. So and, you guys um, didn't know each other before this this job. 
numb. Oh, wow. Numb. That's we awesome. just started, yeah, we started working there. And then he said, oh, I just started this new band, blah, blah, blah. It's pretty, it's called Prettiest Eyes. It's with my, with my two roommates, uh, Marcos and, and Love Juice, which was a keyboard player at the, at the time. And I was like, oh, cool. That's cool. And he showed me like their EP and I was like, wow, this is sick. This is really cool. And they were like, oh, yeah, we're playing a show, our first show, blah, blah, or second or whatever. And I went to see them and I was like, wow, I fucking love the vibe that you guys got going. Like, this is so cool. Like, I love it. And um, and then Apache one time, one day walks in and I remember he was super bummed. He was just like oh dude the keyboard our keyboard player is leaving like oh whatever man this band was just for fun anyways like i didn't want to take this serious anyways from the beginning i knew like it was gonna be like that blah 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 and i go like oh shit man i'm sorry to hear that you know and the next like few days he comes in and goes like yo and i had already thought like i play keyboards hello (laughs) you know (laughs) And so, yeah, a few days after he came in and goes like, yo, would you like to play keyboards in Prettiest Eyes? And I'm just like, "Mm, yeah, yeah, hell yeah, dude. And boom. And then it happened. It just happened. Wow, that's awesome. Um, Mm -hmm. Speaking to the the idea of vibes, I mean, how important is that for you in in within music? Dude, it's like it's like a romantic relationship. You know, you got to have that connection with the people who you're playing with because you do have to be in the same page. Uh, Like when it comes to. When it comes to dedication and um and willingness to to almost give up certain things for the band and also scheduling you know and and all this stuff and that if there's no like like real chemistry it can turn into toxicity pretty quickly even if there's that there can be toxicity but it's just like that just helps for there to be like this certain this level of understanding that you're both that you're all trying to get somewhere together and and with the vibe when there's good vibe it's just easier <laughs> right know? right you, you, mm-hmm. you all have to be on the same wavelength to for the common goal of completing an album or doing a show mm-hmm. that's yeah that's gonna be well yeah well well um and then sharing influences too you know there were moments when we would just sit and be like okay let's listen to some music and i remember listening to music that they'd shown me that they would show me that i'd never heard before actually like excuse me like starting with prettiest eyes really opened my mind as well in the sense of like i was coming from a really progressive rock world really technical really like like ahead of time of the time like when you're playing you're always like on on it you know and then when i came in with them they were like yo listen to this music behind the beat grooving like you know i don't simple repeating the same things over and over it's okay it sounds good and so relax just a feel more relaxed yeah Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. exactly so they kind of like 
they gave me some tea, you know, and was able to relax a little bit more. And, and it really, I think actually that has really influenced a lot in my, in like the music that I make now. Absolutely. Um, and it has to do with the vibe. Yeah. Is that bridging the gap between like super structured stuff as well as bringing that kind of mentality in of just like, Hey, it's more, it's, loose. It's more yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you help me out with that one. See, I I help you out with I you help me out. That's why I need you here, Paco. This is this important stuff. It's a symbiotic relationship, man. (laughs) That's right. That's right. Um, I I know that you you like to use uh uh, improvisation a lot. Uh, and you Uh. you you perform around that. Just like the idea of that a lot. Is it? Mm Does that kind of feed into that as well? It's like you need to be able to gel with the people that you're trying to just jam with. Mm Yeah, actually, improvisation, even my, like, my love for improvisation really came even before uh, Pretty Styles. Yeah, I was already playing with Patrick Shiroishi. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was playing in Korima and saxophone in Korima. And then we just decided to be like, yo, let's get together and like, just record ourselves like, playing like some john sorn crazy sounding free jazz shit okay cool so we started doing that and it was awesome and we even went on tour with that it's called nakata our project or our our little duo and um and yeah that's when i was i really found a passion for for improvisation and then pretty stars came came in and they were all like yeah we wanted to be also you know noise and improvisation and i was already like oh hell yeah this is like yeah i'm into that let's do that i'm willing to bring that into live performance like this you know structure but also looseness and whatever you know play all the keys at the same time just being like free with it but i mean there's a structure but there's also it's like it's not rigid it's not mm-hmm. rigid structure it's very there's there's room to move yeah exactly gotcha. exactly it's very interesting that you have these like both sides of the thing like math rock it's very like mm-hmm. you know here it is mm-hmm. and just play it like yeah. this on top all the time just be on it while and yes you have this other idea of like uh-huh. it's everything's gonna work out kind of, kind yeah. of feeling to it. Uh, well, dude uh, i'll be honest like at the beginning there was like a little bit of friction because i was pretty set on on those ways of like like that it has know? to be and, like this and that's how it works yeah uh-huh exactly um so yeah at first there was some friction but at the at the end it was just like nah like you gotta be you like gotta let go <laughs> you gotta let go of that you know yeah from mm-hmm. um from the from the get-go of of joining uh prettiest eyes did you know immediately like it was gonna this is gonna be actually it, it's gonna take off it's gonna go further than they, they even expected did you, did you have that feeling i had a i had a feeling yeah honestly from the beginning i was like this shit is good if we keep going if we keep pushing this shit is gonna go far you know like it can you can it it, in my opinion it still needs to go farther it still will like has to you know like there's so much more potential like we have so much more music inside of us that we can compose together like our our chemistry when it comes to composing is like 
pretty good. Like anytime we jam, we come up with something that just sounds cool and good. Um, so yes, and from the beginning, I was like, yeah, if this, if we keep going, like this is gonna be good. The, the, it'll be, it'll give some fruit, you know. Awesome. Yeah. And that, it seems like a very special thing to have. It's like, there's, there's, it's been very successful, but it's going to be even more, there's more to yeah. give. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Mm -hmm. And I feel like we all feel the same way. Like oh, it's, all, it's, it's all a mutual mindset kind of thing there. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Yeah. Do you, do you enjoy the idea of not knowing where a, a jam or a song is headed while you're in the middle of it? Like, is it, is that what you, like about uh, improvisation if you could pinpoint what you really mm. enjoy about it uh it's it's not really like it's uh, when you know when improvisation when we play improvisation when i do that it's not really about thinking what's gonna happen it's more about what's happening in the moment it's like oh we this sounds really good together we're really on it right now and then there's moments when we both we, we you go off everyone whoever's improvising kind of goes off and then and then boom joins together and it's all about that you know i'm not like really it's more in the moment when i'm improvising i'm just you're in, you're paying attention at what everyone is doing right there and then who knows what's gonna come in the future or what happened whatever you're just there in the moment and really that's what's exciting for me when i play live when i play improv um, right right yeah very cool mm -hmm. have you ever been uh in the middle of a of a jam with with someone else and then you cut you hit on something you're like maybe i can use that in another sense of like an actual structured song as, as that ever came about like that ideas yeah. and whatnot Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely all the time yeah even like when yeah when we're like jamming at like practice uh, the practice space or something and we're improvising or something i'll be taking off my phone and just like hitting record really quick to just like hear whatever line i'm doing or whatever and then just like okay i'll, I'll save that for later and for the most part never anything happens with those things but yeah I do get inspiration from improvisation. Absolutely. Very nice. Very nice. Mm -hmm. um, do you, do you prefer, I mean, is it different that just jamming with, with people and not knowing where it's going to go just privately, like in a, in, in this, in like a, a recording studio or, or just as a practice studio and then in front of people, is, is there a different kind of feeling to that? Oh man, that's a good question. There is I a appreciate different it. feeling. Thank you yeah there is definitely uh, a difference um geez it depends um like i used to really enjoy when uh patrick used to have um i think it was uh his boss was letting him have a this um uh, mini grand piano in his house and we would just set up recording right there and I'd be smashing the shit out of that piano. I hope she's not listening, but oh boy, we would go ham on that little piano and Patrick just wailing. And that was so much fun. It was just him and I, and we were just transcending and playing all these 
insane shit. That was really fun. Whereas in a live show, I'll be honest, there's been some live improv shows where I come out and I'm like, oh, that was not good. Like, I didn't feel connected. Like, mm, I don't know. So I would say maybe just playing with just someone else on our own sometimes is like good. But then I can't say that because I've played some live shows that have been so good too. And I just like, yeah, it's, it's, it's different. There's more success rate when I'm just, when it's just like on a studio, I guess right. you could say. <laughs> Do but you, whatever that means, it's improv, you know. Right, right. There's no real form to it. I mean, there is a form, but it's very, mm -hmm. as we've been saying before, loose. Yeah. Do you walk away from those jam sessions, like live uh, in, improvisation sessions with like feeling good about it or feeling like uh, that went that went poorly? Is it, is it more of it went well than poor or more poor than well? It's half and half. It's half and half. Yeah, there's been... um plenty of shows where it's been like great and there's been some shows that it's been like oh my god i like want to disappear right now like there was one show i remember it was at um oh what's this place with the weird it's like avant-garde they only do avant-garde and it's a little spot in downtown it's got like a, a weird name i forget it right now whatever maybe that's all right they're back. not even a sponsor i don't even care we're not, we're uh, not shouting them out unless they're paying uh, anyways uh, the spot well, <laughs> you're at that the spot. spot yeah we played there man and i couldn't hear the guitar player who was like on the other side and it was a drums guitars saxophone and myself and i i don't think the the guitar player could hear me either so like i said before when i'm playing improv shows really you want to be hearing everything and everyone so you can like contribute you know to whatever is happening find and your place just... and whatnot yeah exactly and so since we couldn't hear each other and it was I, it, I, it just felt like a mess and and then my something happened with like the the um mini law mini micro card that i was using this thing that i was using Something happened, it turned off, and I was just like, I was like not having it. And I remember getting out of that show like, fuck, dude, that was embarrassing because I saw people standing up and leaving because <laughs> it just sounded like a mess, man. I was like, oh, this just sounds like these kids just got on their instruments and started like banging on their shit. And I was like, well, oh, well. Like, you got too experimental just... there that night. Yeah, too experimental <laughs> that night. <laughs> But that just happens, you know. Sometimes. Is uh, placement is important then for you? Yeah, I mean, like where you're where you're you're situated because you want to hear like everything and and be. And well, be yeah, I mean, it, I guess placement doesn't really matter if you have a a uh, monitor, you know. Mm -hmm. As long as I can hear everyone, then yeah, hearing everyone is important for sure. Mm -hmm yeah <laughs> yeah I, I feel like that's really important that's a good that's a key, key component yeah. of that uh-huh more than placement <laughs> was um was was one up created through uh improvisation just like kind of hashing out some ideas with people or was it kind of on your own you're like that yeah that that sounds good mm. and and i should incorporate that 
it was, you know, it was all on my own, really. It was, some of them were just ideas that I, that I already had for a while that I just record on my phone with like a drum machine or something. And then once I started learning Ableton, I was like, okay, now I'm going to put it in Ableton and it's going to be more structured. And for the most part, all the album is like, was just composed on the spot, not really much improvisation. Unless I started kind of running out of ideas and I'd just loop a section and like improvise on top of it and be like, oh, that sounded cool. Okay, so now I'm just gonna keep that and record it. That's and awesome, yeah. Yeah, Very pretty cool. much. If, mm -hmm. um, if, if it hadn't been for, for piano, what do, you, what do you think you would have been driven to, to learn? I feel like maybe either guitar or a percussive instrument like drums. Yeah, but most likely guitar. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I remember when I was a, a kid, uh, my dad had a guitar. And this, it took me a while because I remember when I was getting into music, I was like, it was hard because my family wasn't really into the idea that I wanted to do music out of nowhere when I was 17. Um, so I, I remember being like, wow, okay. So all of a sudden I like music. That's crazy. Like never, never before. And then I thought, oh shit. I remember my dad used to have a guitar and I used to go and like get it. It was hidden. And I used to get it and like, just like put it like that. And like, just strum it and like make sounds with that and stuff and then he'd come in and be like this is not for kids and just like put it away but I remember like damn okay since I was little yeah I had interest in music just my parents like never like actually acknowledged that because music is like <laughs> I don't know nothing to them <laughs> right how do they feel about now they're like oh wow like this is really Man, I still get calls from my mom like, ah, mijo, so, well, so how's that? What have you thought about like maybe doing something else? <laughs> like, are you still trying to play with your little? My dad calls me like, oh, are you still playing the little piano, the little thing, the little keyboards? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'm still playing the pianito, the little keyboards. Yeah, still doing it. <laughs> And then it's funny because even though I tell them like, oh my God, I'm going on tour to Europe with my band. Ah, you know, it's like, that doesn't mean anything. Yeah. I don't I'm know. Wrong. Yeah. As long as, because it's one of those where like parents or some parents think that in order to be successful with music, you, you have to be super fucking famous, you know, like, oh, okay. You're successful if you're like, Famous. successful musicians are famous ones like Elton John yeah Bob yeah, Dale, Elton, yeah the, the Beatles mm -hmm, yeah. yeah exactly mm -hmm. how'd you how'd you feel the first time that you're going to, to Europe how was that how was that feeling for you it was so exciting dude it was so exciting I was so stoked about it I couldn't wait it was like a dream come through and I was also very nervous as well N nervous just because I was hoping everything sounded well, you know, I was like, this is, 
oh, okay, we need to get like these power things that are different. I hope my fuse doesn't blow up. I hope all my shit actually works with these like uh, power adapters and all this. And, and it did. Everything was fine at the end. It was great. Yeah. That's awesome. That, that, mm-hmm. that is really cool. I mean, were you were you shocked that you, when you were there, you're like, wow, I'm like playing a show in. Yeah, man. absolutely. I was like, wow, this is pretty amazing. Like, I can't wait to keep doing it, though. It, it, just with, even with my project, you know, I hope that eventually I can start traveling again and playing my my solo shit. That would be so dope. Oh, can't wait. <laughs> He's coming for you, Europe. Listen up. You heard it here. Yes. Yeah. Yes. You're on the way. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> what um what goes through your mind kind of the, the day of going into to, to record an album, like in a in a in a studio and whatnot? Are you are you nervous? Are you like excited to get it out? What's what's your what's your mind mindset on that day? Oh, that's uh my usually there's a little bit of nerves, yeah. Um there's a little bit of nerves, also um, wonder, like, just like, oh, I've only heard this live or at practice. I wonder how it's going to sound once it's all laid out there, you know? So, yeah, there's that sense of wonder a lot. And nerves, of course, is like, okay, gotta, let's go, you know, let's play it perfect or as perfect as possible. But the more, you know, the more that I've, we've been going to the studio, like this last time that we went, it was pretty comfortable. It was like, we've been already here like three, four times. And like, yeah, now let's just get this over and, and make a good job, do a good job at it. So, You know what to expect. You know what you're, you're coming into at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, Which that's is, how it felt last time for sure. It's like the exact opposite of improv, though. I don't know how you like that so much. It's uh, you know exactly what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Well, it's more maybe, of a math rock. <laughs> uh huh. Maybe it comes from that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome, Paco. Man, thank you so much for coming on, man. I really thank do appreciate you so it. much. Yeah, I like to wrap it up with some promo. So, Pretty Size mm-hmm. is streaming everywhere. People can go buy the the merch at um at uh prettiestsize.bandcamp.com or castlefacerecords.com perfect mm-hmm. both those places fantastic um and everyone can stream one up everywhere right you're you're everywhere yeah. youtube spotify mm-hmm. uh, as paco casanova you know that's right you you heard it here i mean like what what else is there to say no, but, uh, <laughs> and and go buy the album at, uh alpha of mock and that's at mockrecords.bandcamp.com very mm-hmm. very good record label good guys that are running it good people who are on I mean, what, what else do you want i mean what else that's it yeah. that's, that's all you want from a record label a, gu- a good guy running it nice people who are a part of it good records uh-huh. absolutely and mock <laughs> checks off all those boxes and so is bert <laughs> yeah anyways am i missing anything paco or are, are we are missing anything before we catch you loose here no, i think we're good thank you so much for having me all right yeah thank you for coming on man all right i'm gonna stop recording it i'll talk to you in a minute all right Alrighty, we got it. Thank you, man.